Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 are boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Sea Red. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Illich. All right, kids, it's just Aaron and I. We had uh, some good male bonding time today. <laughs> yeah. um, what if, if you're not a wrestling fan, you may not know, but today was the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania. Oh, yeah! And uh, it, was, it was good. At, for a while there, I, I felt that... 
I, I was like, fuck, did I pay $65 for this? But it ended up turning pretty pretty good. Yeah, I was surprised, actually, because considering the fact that, I, I mean, I haven't watched wrestling in, like, legitimately yeah. for about seven years, it, it actually turned out to be pretty good. I stopped watching wrestling when we started podcasting. So November 2012 was when I stopped watching it, mm-hmm. um, just because... You know, well, we record on Sundays, and then Sadie and I record on Monday Mondays. And then the rest so of the week, yeah, yeah, and it would go over the. And so I just stopped watching wrestling. But because this is the thirtieth anniversary, I felt it necessary. Yeah, anything with a zero at the end of anything, right? You know that the, the, they plan something special. You know, and uh, I went and I picked you up. It was about three o'clock, and um, yeah, we ran down to Walmart. Yes, and I know people are laughing instantly. You went to Walmart. Yeah. Um, if you well, if you, if you listen to this, you already know. I I've been on vacation. I went on vacation. Um, I bought some DVD players for the kids. You know, this the portable DVD players to hook on the back of the the, the headrest. Well, those fuckers didn't work, so we took them back today and and got our cash back. Um, they did kind of bust my balls about it. And that, that, yeah, I mean, it, if they would have worked and you actually would have used them, I can kind of see, you know, saying, well, you know, we'll take it back and yada, 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 or we won't take it back, yada, yada, yada. But they, they didn't work at all. No, not, so, not even. And, and the fact is, kids, is that we went, we were on vacation for what, 10 days. Yeah. So... For some reason now, because it used to be a 30-day policy. You know, you take something back within the 30 days. Yeah. But for some reason now, it's only two weeks. Well, today was the 15th day. Of 14. Yes. And they were kind of hassling about it. And I'm like, you're going to take these fucking things back because they don't work. Exactly. Or my plan B, actually my plan B was they had to exchange it. So I would have taken the exchange, walked out the door, turned around, and came back and got back in line. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, man, if this doesn't work, let's just, we could go get something else, one. Right. And then two, get the money back. And they'd probably be like, well, you can't do that. Bullshit. I purchased it today. I'm taking it back today. Yep. Exactly. So, so we uh, we did that, and then we stopped by. We got some little squeezers pizza. Little scissors. I'm gonna seriously pay for that in the morning. I'm gonna have some serious ass, you know, acid reflux. For real, I, I feel you. I'm already heading there. I'm like, and then we sat down and we enjoyed what four hours? Where so many was like four hours long? I didn't even seem like that, honestly. No, but it it was. Um, we we came in late because on the screen it said it started at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. But I didn't notice it was being shot in Louisiana, so, that, so the time difference is, yes, yeah. is an hour, was it an hour less or hour more? Anyway, we ended up missing an hour. We missed the first hour. Mm-hmm. And then we came in and we watched, um, the, we actually have it running right now. Uh, we just have the volume down, just kind yeah. of running in the background. The stuff we've already seen, you right. know, we can kind of just. So the first match we saw was The Shield. And um, who was the other ones? The New Age Outlaws and Kane. And that was kind of a hard match to open to. Yeah, we were... It was like, who who the fuck are these people? (laughs) Huh? One one of them kind of looked like Dave Navarro from The Shield. I was like... Yes, and the other one, him, he kind of looks like The Rock. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then you have Kane, which... Kane has gotten old. Well, let me just go on record and say a lot of these fuckers have gotten really old. Really fast. Yes. Uh, it's weird. They um, they they had Kane come back, and I was like, well, he didn't really leave, but right. he just has different iterations of outfits and stuff like that. When I remember Kane. He looked like a dude from Slipknot. With the crazy mask. Yes. And the fucking the long-ass hair. Yes. And... He was just a badass, and now I look at him, I'm like, looks he's, like an angry Irishman. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's, he, well, number one, he's bald. Yeah. Um, And he's not wearing a mask. He mm-hmm. doesn't, he just, he looks normal. 
Yeah. There's no... Like, that's that's Kane? I remember Kane, like, Kane was Kane. Everybody wanted to be Kane. Right. And then you just, you look at him now, like, Kane? And then they ha- I love this little, uh, this thing that they're showing right here where it has, like, Sergeant Slaughter in the back. And they're playing with the little wrestlers and shit. Yes. And the referee's like, you gotta go. He'll, or not he'll play Jim. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's his Yeah. Name. And he's gotten old, too. I actually met him in real life. And then, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers in the 80s, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. Um, which, you know, funny with, it's, it's kind of fun to, to look back on it because. It's a, it's a really strong sense of nostalgia. Yes. Cause the, ni- I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say if you haven't seen any of the wrestling from the 90s, you miss out a lot. Or, it's like, uh, all through the 90s and like, Early 2000s is when it kind of started to go, you know, a little bit into the deep end a little bit. And um, if if you missed the first, you know, the the 90s, like, that was the best, man. Well, I was a wrestling fan before WrestleMania. Yeah. My great-grandfather was a fan of of wrestling, and that's how I got started. And, um, you know, I, my... I mean, there's a lot of 90s stuff. I mean, probably like mid-90s is when I, I stopped following it for a long time. Mm. Uh, you know, just because I was with, just had gotten married and, you know, I was starting my life as an adult and I kind of faded away from that imaginary world of wrestling kind of thing and, and focused on real life for a while. Yeah. And, um, but I, I, my, my childhood hero, believe it or not, was Hulk Hogan. Gonna be a Hulkamaniac! What you gonna do, brother? (laughs) When Hulkamania runs wild on you! Yeah. (laughs) I've always wanted to meet him in person. I've never... I've met, um... A lot of of the wrestlers, um, in person. But I never met Hulk Hogan. Met the Ultimate Warrior. (laughs) I did. (laughs) And I... and, And we're laughing because I've never been a fan of the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, and, uh, you know, he just so jacked on whatever kind of drug he was on. He was just like, you know, bopping around. I think that's how he, he was able to, you know, come up with a stage presence. <laughs> Let me take Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> the Spice Girls. Yeah. And some freaking ribbon I found in the back and Pace take a, me. take a bump and then go run out like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but for me, it was the eighties and one of the memories that I have to, I was thinking about before, you know, um, you came over was the very first WrestleMania and I was six years old. If it, if it's, uh, you know, been 30 years, it's, I, I was six years old and this was before I, I even knew what pay-per-view was. So I knew I wanted to see Hulk Hogan. I knew he was going to wrestle. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I knew he had Mr. T and Paul Orndorff, but my main thing was back in the 80s, it was all about Hulk Hogan versus Rowdy Roddy Piper, and I was just like, Ugh! yeah. You know? And, uh, my, my cousin, Julie, she's like, well, it's gonna be on MTV. Well, you know, she was young too. She, she didn't know what pay per view was. And I'm like, okay, I, I'll figure out a way to get paper or, or MTV. Now, mind you, we didn't have cable, we had antenna. Mm. And, um, I remember spending most of the day trying to manipulate the, the antenna, the rabbier, uh, yeah. antennas to try to get, uh, put the foil on yeah. it. Like <laughs> yeah. Trying to, uh, manipulate it so I could get MTV. But even if I were to get MTV, which I wasn't because it, we didn't have cable, mm-hmm. it was on pay-per-view. And it was just kind of one of those fun memories that I had, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking about that. Um, back in the eighties, and I know because I'll throw it out to you. I don't know if you'll remember these guys or not. My favorite tag team was called Demolition. That sounds familiar. They, they're, the each character's name, one was Axe and the other one was Smash. And they would come out in these Road Warrior, you know, um, Mad Max Road Warrior kind of outfits. I think I've seen that. I, I've never, I didn't hear the names before uh-huh. that, but I, I've, 
I've definitely seen <laughs> Believe it or not. They came out and they were like, they had the black leather vest mm-hmm. and the chaps and they had this like hood mask on and spikes were everywhere. They were fucking, they were cool. I've seen that. And then I had the privilege to actually meet them in person. Both oh, really? Yes. And, you know, um, I think I was in junior high. I was in junior high. I was in seventh grade. So I was like 12 years old. And I mean, I've, I've always been a big kid, but you know, a 12 year old kid looking up at these monster men, man, they're like, yeah. you know, that, that was just another great. <laughs> I, it's kind of funny because, um, you know, as we were watching this, I, I was thinking, oh, I was like, ah, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was, uh, uh, ready to rumble. Oh, the WCW movie. Yes. 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 <laughs> He's like, smells this. Does it smell like ass? He's like, oh God. He's like, how can anybody drink that? And he fills it, fills up a Slurpee again. Yes. Uh, that was that a good was movie. A, it really, it really was a good movie. I was like, wow. You know, in that, it's like, what would King do? You know, that, that the whole theme of the movie. Yes. You know how they try to get him, yeah. Uh, Spoilers for anybody who haven't seen this movie, but it's an old movie. And yeah, most like ninety six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it it was a really good movie, and it kind of made me think of that a lot because, a lot, believe it or not, a lot of these characters, the their little personas, kind of except this guy right here with the fucking python thing, Santino Morella. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's. <laughs> It's like, let me take off my dick sock and stick it in your <laughs> fucking mouth and knock you out, dude. No. Yes. No. It's gross. Anyway, it was a good movie. I, I, I just, a lot of these characters, it, their personas kind of made me think of a lot of those characters. You know, like the 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 fake characters that they have in the right, movie. Right, right. It kind of made me think of that. It's like, I wonder if people, like, when they do these personas, like, they, they do, like, background, you know, information and just run through like, has anybody done this? Has anybody done this? Now, here's my thing. Is, again, you know, I grew grew up watching it in the 80s. You grew up in the 90s. Does any of these new wrestlers have that special persona that those characters, you know, in the beginning of WrestleMania, this WrestleMania, there was Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve, Steve Austin. Austin. And that was the 30 years, you know. Yeah. That was that was what it was. And I I was thinking about all these characters. Do they have it? I mean, there's there's obviously you can get your push from your promoter. Yeah. But you have to have something special to be the face. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what those three men were, were the face of wrestling at the time. Yeah. And do you think now, this generation, the ones we're watching right now, do you think that they have that type of persona? I'd say, and you're you're kind of gonna. I, I think I think you you'll remember this person, but uh-huh. I don't know if I'm if I'm like mixing two names together. If it's if Kurt Benoit, Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, yes, he had he had a really like. He had a really good character. You know what I'm talking about? Right. He had a really good character. The Big Show has a... I love the Big Show's character. Not to squash it, but you do know what happened to Crispin Wall, right? No. Um, He took too many chair shots to the head, and he freaked out, and he killed his family and himself. Wow. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, he had a really good character. Yeah, I, I enjoyed his. Character well, yeah, I I followed him in WCW as well. Yeah, because um, during the Attitude Era, I I really wasn't into the Attitude. I because for me, it was more like they were trying to sell sex than wrestling. Yeah, as with WCW, they were just it, to me, it felt like old school WWF wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I went WCW until they went out of business. So. Yeah. And they kind of merged in the WWE and WWF. Well, WWE, well, WWF actually got sued by the World Wildlife Foundation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And they had to change their name. Yeah. And that's what they changed it to was WWE. Yeah, World Wrestling Entertainment. But uh, before that, I believe, or before, somewhere in there, 
um, they actually purchased WCW, which killed me. I, I because I I really enjoyed what they were selling with WCW. Yeah, that's why kind of uh, for a while there, like I, I just kind of because you you know how they have like SmackDown and Raw and then. ECW. I, I kind of got bored with SmackDown and Raw for a while, and you, sometimes I would tune in and watch ECW. You know, they bought ECW, too. Really? Yes. They bought wow. them all. Just about everything. So now they're just like a, a conjoined yeah. manifestation of a fucking wrestling corporation. Yeah, the only one that is standing out that no, McMahon has tried to purchase is uh, TNA. Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, you know, that guy that I was, I was telling you about the the guy that that um, trademarked the spear. Uh huh. I he came from TNA. And I forgot what his name was. Was it Edge? No, no. Edge was a good another good character too, but he was towards the end there. He was just becoming more and more and more of a fucking retarded dick face. Like his 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 character starting out was it had really good character development and then it just like the Guerreros fucked it over. Right. So I was just like, no. Randy Orton's another good another good one. Uh huh. Because he he's always like he's always stayed true to his character. He's never tried to phase off into some fucking John like, Cena type ass. Yeah. I'm like, huh? <laughs> he's like, you can't see me now. It's like you can't stop me. I'm like, what the fuck is it, dude? So, do you think, because there a lot of people are comparing, you know, John Cena as he would be the fourth generation, at back, going back to the original question, mm-hmm. do you think he has that type of potential for legacy like Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock? Do you think he has that type of... You're going to laugh at me when I say this. I think Rey Mysterio has that... I don't no, think I John don't think Cena. That's funny at all. I, I don't think John Cena. He he's a face. That's all to me. That's like John Cena is a face. He's not right. really. He's he's popular by um, imitation. Right. Rey Mysterio is not popular by imitation. Rey Mysterio is popular for character. You know, and Rey Mysterio is one of those people where he's like a. He's not really. A, a, you know how we talk about you know character actors, right? Since we know, you know, the wrestlers, they're acting. Right. We all know they're acting. Yes. And Rey Mysterio is like a character actor, kind of like a, a Mickey Rourke type person. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Where he, he doesn't, you would think he's like, oh, he can't really do anything. He's, he's scrawny. <laughs> no, that little dude can whoop some fucking ass. And he's not afraid to dish it out to anybody. And he's bouncing around the yeah, ring. And- he'll fly from one post to the other. He don't give a shit. <laughs> and, but John Cena's not that kind of... He's like, oh, yeah, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm John Cena. What, what? Like, no. no. Because, you know, he's saying the hustle, loyalty, respect. Mm-hmm. You know, his three things. Well, Hulk Hogan had his three things. You know, say your prayer, take your vitamins, and train. Exactly. It and- was... A lot of the wrestlers now uh-huh. actually have that as a, it kind of like a basis because they were inspired. Like, look at The Rock. The Rock was inspired by Stone Cold and in the Hulk, right? And The Rock was it, it, earlier in the um, in Wrestle the introduction to the WrestleMania. Um, he was talking about the the hustle. Remember, he was talking yeah. about the hustle, loyalty, respect, whatever crap that. John Cena spewing, and it's funny because I, I I thought about that too, and I was like, he's mocking the new people. It's actually kind of funny because we always make fun of him because he's like he's back in wrestling. He's not back in wrestling. He's back right. in wrestling. He's not back in wrestling. Like, well, make up your mind. But it's funny because in uh, I was telling you, he's like he's way bigger now <laughs> physically. Physically, he's way bigger now than he ever was anytime he's ever wrestled. He's like. A gorilla, like he's so <laughs> he's a monster. He's, Brock, he's big. He's almost bigger than Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is like the freaking the monster <laughs> that nobody can take down. It's crazy. Um, since you brought up Brock Lesnar, let's see what what are your feelings? Because spoilers, if there's any wrestling fans, 
and you want to find the outcome between the Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker, we're about to tell you what happens. And if you don't want to know what happens, speed forward now. Okay, I've given you your forewarning. What do you think about the Brock Lesnar-Undertaker match? I was... I was like, no, no, no. I guess no, we should say... No, no, no. <laughs> I no. guess we should say what the outcome was. Yeah. The Undertaker lost. For the first time in 22 years, mm-hmm. he lost a WrestleMania. His streak is gone. Now, and this is the man <coughs> that um, in every WrestleMania that he's ever done, he's taking out people that are members of the Wrestle Hall of Fame. Right. And every year for WrestleMania, he'll bring out the coffins with each name. person's name that he's beat for every WrestleMania. That's cool. That was a cool piece. Yeah. And it you would see all these different names. You're like, just wow, you know. And and it wasn't like your typical Undertaker match. Undertaker got his ass whipped. Yeah. And it was like he tried and he tried and he tried, but he never had an, uh, an offensive move. Well, that's not true. He was he tombstoned. Brock Lesnar, which is a signature move, and it's also his um his pin. Right. And he still was not able to take down Brock Lesnar. And I was like, when when that happened, I was like, oh shit, they're actually gonna have him lose. Mm-hmm. So my question is with that, is I is is he finished? Is he going to retire, the Undertaker? I think he is. Because he doesn't I, have anything left. And he really doesn't, because for a while there, he he really was he was the face of wrestling, right? For the longest time, The Rock really wasn't like a like a face. He was more of a character actor, like Rey Mysterio, right? <clears throat> the Undertaker was the face. He's like he used to be like Kane. Kane was a face, right? But we all know Kane's not going to be he, well. There's always that possibility because Mr. T was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> I pity the fool. He's I pity the fool. But yeah, I mean, he. There's always that possibility that Kane could be inducted into the Hall of Fame because he, for a really, really long time, was really popular too. Same thing with Steam. Yeah. And um, I know for a fact that uh, the Undertaker is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame because he was a popular character for like 11 years straight. Because he's done nothing but one. And it was interesting because they said something, the commentators, and I was Mm -hmm. like, fuck, you nailed it right on the head. And they said, it feels like we've just watched an end of an era. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Honestly, it really did feel like... And this is... I'm not going to say this because it's kind of... It's too controversial of a... um, Of a... Of a I, I ideology, even, not even that. I'm, it's like I'm comparing something, but it, yeah, I can't think of the word because I'm so like distraught about this match. Still, um, I was gonna I was gonna compare it to the Twin Towers. Oh, you mean nine eleven? Yeah, okay. I was gonna compare it because everybody knows when you see when you seen the Twin Towers fall, all hopes were lost. Right. And that's what it was. It was like when we were watching, you know, the Undertaker lose, and in the crowd, you could only see it upon every person's face in the crowd of just sorrow. Seventy-five thousand plus people, folks. Yes, and there was a hush. You it was completely dead silent. You would hear people walking across the stadium. It was so quiet. People were just. Absolutely. Because I honestly, I knew, I thought it was going to be a good match. I really thought. Yeah, and that's too. what we were talking about when we were coming back over here. Is I was like, yeah, you know, I really want to watch The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar because I thought it would be an equal match. I didn't, I didn't see that fight coming. I didn't see no. Brock Lesnar just beating the fuck out of him. No, I was, I don't know. I was just so out of it. I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. Yeah. That's like beating up. That's like 
Lex Luthor beating up Superman. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, it's... What? It's like watching the Joker beat Batman's ass. It isn't this is not supposed to happen. No. Because we all know that he's the one that wins. He's They give him the nickname the Dead Man for a reason. Right. He always wins, no matter what, because he always gets up. Right. He just doesn't stay down. No. Uh-uh. I was just, wow. <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and when I you say crowd, I, I always jump back to that one guy, that look on his face. <laughs> uh, I wish we could have taken a screenshot of that and posted it on the internet, because that was too funny. It, it's going to be a meme. It, it will be. Tune in to WrestleMania 30. And then it's going to be just a picture of that. <laughs> what happened? What is it? And th- there's, there was people crying. There was people, like, just freaking out. Just their jaws were just dropping. Yeah, all you heard was... It sounded like a metal freaking raindrops hitting the floor because it, there was nothing but jaws hitting the floor. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh. Because even after, okay, we should also say, you know, he, he, uh, Brock Lesnar used three F5s. That's what it was. Yeah. And after hitting the second one, he kicked out. And then he hit him with the third one. I'm like, okay, well, he's going to kick out. Mm-hmm. And then he, he hit the three count. And I'm like, wait a minute. He didn't kick out. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just, I think he was, he was getting too old. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazomon.com.
what did you think about this match right here? Uh, John Cena and uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt. I thought it was pretty good. He's, he's, he's gonna he's gonna turn out to be one of those character actors as well. Bray Wyatt. Yes. There was a scene in in the match, folks. John Cena. He was starting to pick up momentum. He flings himself around and. Bray Wyatt was fucking doing the spider walk from The Exorcist. Yeah. That shit was creepy. Yeah. It was. I. Oh, yeah. I, that's another thing I I, I was going to um, mention. Or, uh, well, I mentioned it to you earlier. What's that? Um, One of one of my... Uh, he wasn't like a, a favorite, but he was one of the most intriguing, most definitely intriguing... Um, wrestlers that I've seen, and I cannot remember the name of him. What does he look like? But he was, uh, uh <laughs> he wasn't an African American. He was, he was black. Okay. Like, cause his, he was like black. But he was like a, a voodoo, like, witch doctor. Was it Papa Shango? I don't know. I, it's been so long, I, I just, the name's like, but I remember what it looks like. <clears throat> I remember he'd come out and he'd be eating worms and shit. He'd have like a bag of worms and a rain stick. He'd be eating worms and shit. And this was WWE or WCW? I think it was SmackDown. Okay. To be honest with you. But it was so weird. It, this is what reminded me of it. Oh, the... This little dance thing that this chick's doing with the machetes. Yeah, she's doing like a like a hoodoo voodoo type ritual. Yeah. Yes. And then I thought that uh, Bray Wyatt's intro was—it was—I—it was, it was, it was, it, it was reminiscent of the Undertaker a little bit. The way that, he was coming out, yeah, that dark, slow pace, kind of kind of mixed with the Goonies too. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I can see it. And then the the live. Their live performance was the best, I think, too. And they had these awesome masks. They, uh, these masks are, um, they're really, really reminiscent of the, uh, doctor masks from, let's say, like the, um, Renaissance types, uh, type time, where they would wear the mask with, uh, like a skin tight suit around them. Mm-hmm. And they'd have top hats like they have right here. They'd have top hats on. And they would come in with their their supply, and the, and the the mask would have like a beak like these would, but the beak would end up being closed. That way, they they were completely free of contamination of any kind of disease or plague or anything. Because okay. They had a right. They were like one on. of the only doctors, so they would have to go around <laughs> town and stuff like right. that. And uh, it, I was like, wow, you know, it, nobody would think to incorporate that. No, it was a good intro, especially with the tall guy with the sheep mask. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh because um, when we were on our way to uh, uh, Walmart, I was talking about ROTC. One of my friends in ROTC, um, he uh, he had a picture of a goat. On his phone or something like that. Uh-huh. I can't remember what it was because it, it was like four, four or five years ago. And um, we'd all, we'd always call him a goat fucker. <laughs> so I saw like these redneck looking people and this tall guy in the back <laughs> with a fucking a sheet mask on. I was like, I can only imagine what he does. Uh, see, we're even able to get a little bit bestiality in the wrestling WrestleMania. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I I liked his character, the the what, Bray Wyatt. I liked his character. Um, I like I I. There's not much that I don't like about him. He's definitely going to be a character actor. I think because <clears throat> it's you can't keep the same people for long. Right. Because, you know, favorites change all the time. People get bored and move on. That's just how things are in the wrestling world. Right. Um, I think he's definitely going to become really popular. He's not going to be like a face, like, you know, no, John Cena and stuff like that, but he's definitely going to be a favorite in, you know, the wrestling. Well, they were cheering for him 
Yeah. I was surprised because this is a match versus John Cena. Right. And John Cena's a face. Right. But people don't like John Cena as he wrestles. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows him, knows John Cena as the Marine and all this other jazz. I'm like, dude, he ain't never been in the Marines. (laughs) The hell have you been? But I, I think that if he has to stay a heel. Yeah. If he, he becomes a good guy, I think everything is squashed. Mm-hmm. In order for that to work, that whole persona, he has to stay a bad guy. For sure. Same thing with Randy Orton. Randy Orton, it, I, I, I thought he turned into a good guy because he's, he, he became a face for a while. Right. But he's still a bad guy. He, he's one of those people that have became a face and stayed true. <clears throat> right. To the character. Yeah. And you don't see that with very many wrestlers anymore. It's just like, whatever, um, whoever does their paycheck is what they make them to do. Right. If people, f- I, I'm starting to like the managers more because they, they actually do make them stay as, you know, their character, situated their character. But these, these older people, like, I can't remember, but I, there was this, this, uh, this guy, can't remember what his name was. He was a big black guy, but um, he was a he was a really popular character, and then like they changed him completely, and then nobody liked him. I think it was Kofi Kingston actually. He was really popular. Yeah, at one point he was yeah. really popular. He's not big either. I don't know where I got that from. I was I was probably thinking of Mark Henry at, at for a second. Mark Henry's still kind of popular. <clears throat> The world's strongest man. Nah. <laughs> he's not the world's strongest man, but he's pretty strong. That's for sure. I remember he fought the big show. And it, it, it was like bumper cars. Boom, 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 boom. That would have been a fun match to watch. Yeah. It, um, like I said, it's just wrestling is definitely not what it used to be. But I was actually really surprised with this. Um, let's talk about the divas. <laughs> they had the, the, after the match for, um, uh, the Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, they had, it, it was kind of like a, uh, it was kind of like a pity match to get, <laughs> they get their minds off of it, right? Because no, there was like nobody cheering anything. No, it was, it was dead. Just, it was bad time i think a lot of people left after that actually <laughs> but um yeah it, it was so bad i was like who are all all these girls i've never heard heard of any of them and it was just it ended like that like, yeah it, it just it started and ended i was like what happened here well because even at that i was like i seen that and i was like okay that's a good good point to go smoke yeah and i, I you know i got up went smoke took care of uh zoe real fast mm-hmm. Because it was just the the moves were bad, the characters were just. I just shook my head and went to my phone. I mean, the only one that to me that stuck out that sticks in my head is the one with the flaming red hair. Yeah, and that's I mean, and and she didn't do nothing spectacular. <laughs> yeah, she, she just, just has really flaming red, red hair. The one that stuck out to me was the one that looked like a freaking a raver with the fluffy ass leg things. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is she going? <laughs> the outfit was just too much, man. So that was a hard one to watch. Um, we watched the Andre the Giant Invitational Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of on the ropes, no pun intended, on that. Because I think, on, or not Andre, um, Big, Big Show. Show. I, I kind of think that Big Show got a lot of his persona from Andre. Yeah, I agree. Because he, the way he portrays himself is just, it's very similar. Yeah. But he was the odds-on favorite. And he yeah. he made it down to the second one. And then this tall, skinny, little scrawny fuck. Madges. And I don't even remember his name. Do you remember I, his name? No, I don't. Actually, it just showed him too. But He, he was a balding. He's, he was like balding at top and. He, he maybe looked like 180 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, he did pick him up. That wasn't a feat. Uh, I'll give him that. Yeah. The big show, what, 
next to the Great Khali, the big show's like 7-1. Right. So that right there tells you something. Plus the big show is a, you know, a big guy. Yeah, he's like 500 pounds, isn't he? Yeah. So this guy manages <laughs> to pick up the big show and throw him out of the ring. Yeah. This what? guy's like 6'4". I'm and like, oh, really? But, you know, and the thing that... I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> Wait, have... Huh? <laughs> Boom! I was like, huh? <laughs> How the fuck? Uh, and, you know, the funny thing is, though, in real life, though, he there if the big show did not want to be moved, we're talking real life, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have been moved by that guy. He no. just would have swatted his ass away. Exactly. I was just astounded. We, he was like, after he did that, he he had to have been like, oh, my back. Because he was hunched over there for a minute. <laughs> As they were trying to get, like, you know, he's like, come on, come on. And he's like, oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to give him the, the trophy. Yeah, he had to get, they gave him a minute to have a, a quote-unquote breather. <clears throat> yeah. No, he, he pinched something. Um, His face was all red, and he was a dark man. Why? <laughs> I know there was a tag team championship match, but I don't remember it. Um, that wasn't the um, the shield. That was a three way though. Yeah, that was a triple threat. Okay. Um, I guess we'll find out after this. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Well, there you go. It tells you how memorable that match was. If we don't remember the match. Yeah, if we don't remember the match, there's something wrong there. Um. And then, let's see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get everything in there. Mm, let's see. There was the after the Undertaker match. There was the Divas match, and then there was. What was after the Divas match? I think. Was it the main event? I think it was the main event, actually. Um. <clears throat> the main event, believe it or not, is what really... It was a triple... It was another triple threat. Yeah. But it it was... Uh, yeah, it, it was It was the main event. Anyway, th- I I really... I was just... I was astounded by that, too. It was, it was really good. That match alone was worth the $65. Yeah. Um, because they just went... That match was almost an hour and a half long. Was it that long? Yeah. I know it was freaking ass long. And they all took some serious bumps. Yeah, they did. There's this one incident, folks, where um, Batista and Randy Orton are working together against um, Daniel Bryant. Yeah. And they clear off two announcer tables because there's like the French announcers, the Spanish announcers, and the English announcers, and the, you know, the. Arabian announcers and whatever, you know, they're, yeah. and they're all lined up. All mm-hmm. the tables are lined up. As to normal, like, you know, Raw or SmackDown, there's just it's one and one. Yeah. Well, they go and they're, they're moving all this shit off the table and Batista goes and he goes for a power bomb on t- Daniel Bryant. And as Daniel Bryant is coming down from the power bomb, Randy Orton jumps on and grabs him and gives him an R- RKO. RKO through the yeah. table. Well, Randy Orton's back. Yeah, he broke the table and probably broke his back because he, he landed. landed on the monitor right underneath the table that they they totally neglected to move. Right. And you could tell well number 1 when when they showed a, a you know him rolling over to get up, you could see he his, his back was cut. Yeah. So he probably did something serious. <laughs> It has to be a hell of a time waking up in the morning right there. I know. <laughs> I can I can feel that pain in my back already pinching, too, just thinking about that, because it, it really looked like it hurt. And not to mention the guy, uh, Daniel Bryan, he, he took such a hard hit that he blacked out for about five minutes straight. Did he had he, to call out paramedics and everything. He hit his head on, on the monitor, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And they had him in a, a neck brace and everything, and, and after that, you know, he... It must have been like a, a moment of sheer will because they were taking him out on the stretcher. He had the neck brace on. They had him strapped in. And um, 
he wakes up in a in a like a fit of energy and just jumps off the stretcher like no don't go don't go don't go and he jumps up and then just whoops their ass like it, it was retarded. they were fighting each other randy orton and batista and, and uh daniel bryan just runs up there starts kicking him in the face drop kicking him from the post and fucking him up and then it, it was i i like the term that you used you called daniel bryan a ninja he was a ninja he literally was a ninja like he was he was doing some crazy flip shit, knocking people in the teeth. <laughs> I was like, him. dude, what the fuck? He wasn't like that before. No. I'm telling you, it had to have been like a, a a fit of inspiration. He's like, there ain't no way I'm going out like this on a stretcher. Because he, Daniel Bryan, is um, he's like 5'8", scrawny, scrawny, <laughs> scrawny little white guy. He beat the, the he beat Triple H in the very first match. Right. In order to go on, you know, to later. And mind you, this isn't the first match that he's had with Triple H. Before this, um, a few weeks back, he uh, got an injury in his right shoulder from Triple H, you know, trying to take him out of WrestleMania. He still made it into WrestleMania. And he fought Triple H to go on to the, the prime match. He beat Triple H. Triple H ended up, you know, hurting him again after that. Right. And uh, he had, you know, He'd been in the infirmary the whole time until the main event. And then uh, they instantly, when the main event started, Randy Orton and Batista just started to wail on him, messing his arm up. You know, he was he, he was laying down for a minute. He'd get back up, get into their fight. They'd knock him back down. He'd take a breather, get back up. He, he played it smart, actually. He let them beat the shit out of each other until yes. they got tired. And then he came in and just do 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 ninja ping pong on him. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yes, it was. Um, it was a very very good match. And see, I'm I'm not up on Daniel Bryan. I I kind of knew who he was previously, but not a whole bunch. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> um, I knew that he he held like a tag team title with Kane at one point. I knew that, but um, that's really all I knew about him. But he, he was a wrestler. He was using wrestling moves as well. Yeah. Um, you could tell he was uh, like an actual wrestler wrestler. We're not talking about for show wrestling. We're talking no. about high school, college wrestling. Yes. And he was, they even, I forgot what title they said that he was like, because you know they have the immortal Hulk Hogan. Right. Um, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. Well, they had, they called him something, the submissive something, the submissive snake or something like that. (coughs) And, uh, he, he really was uh, submissive because he was using real wrestling moves. Right. And at the end of the night, um, he, who was it? It was Orton or Batista? It was Batista, wasn't it? No, he beat Orton. He beat Orton? Well, he beat Orton in um, a submissive tap out, which that isn't very hard. I mean, that isn't very easy to get. It's very hard to get because a lot of people are... Well, that and they, they tried it through the night. Many different wrestlers tried to cross face. Yes. And He's the only one that's ever done it successfully. And I, I and I was yelling at the TV. And I was telling Aaron, "I'm like, they need to lower the hands. They're you know because they're like squeezing on their forehead. On the forehead. That's not going to do shit, dude. You sweat on your forehead. It's greasy. It's wet. It's going to slip. It's called a cross face. Yeah, there's a reason why it's called exactly. <laughs> These so. people they need to go back to school. So, <laughs> at the end of the night, he won both. Titles. I should should mention that he yeah, won, he the, won WWE the WWE and, and the World the, Heavyweight, yeah. even though he was about two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was oh my god, the confetti that there came was, down. There was so much confetti that this man looked like a damn uh, piece of popcorn. Yeah. Well, I, when it first came down, you couldn't see nothing. No, it was like rain, like heavy rain <clears throat> and fog. Was, and then they, he brought his daughter and his wife. On stage, and you know, he was hugging them. He was crying because he was so happy because he yeah. never thought that that would ever happen. And he literally bawling, crying. Yes, which was really good. I, I thought it was really good because they they showed a, um, uh, not like a it wasn't a skit, but it was like um a, a real type uh-huh. thing 
where they were talking shit about, you'll never be anything, Daniel Bryan, blah, blah, blah. You're not the face of this industry. You could never be anything. You're too small. You're too weak. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. And then you see in the last match whooping ass and winning. And I, I think that's kind of like what he was crying about. Like, they all underestimated him. And it, it's like, yeah. It was it was a very <laughs> feel good moment. Um It know, always feels good when the underdog takes over, yes, you know? Because I've watched I, I watched WrestleMania twenty eight um when the Rock beat um John Cena. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it memorable. I kind of felt ripped off. <laughs> really, to be honest with you, I felt ripped off after that pay-per-view. And then they did it again the following year. Last year, WrestleMania 29, it was Cena and Rock. They fought again, but this time Cena won, so I really felt ripped off. <laughs> and, uh, and this year, I have to admit, this year I didn't feel ripped off. I, I feel like... The like you said, man actually went somewhere <laughs> because it didn't feel like three or four hours. No, it did not. Um, oh, and we, before we go, we got to mention this. There was a, an ode to the original main event of WrestleMania, the very first WrestleMania. Yes. Um, Hulk Hogan was doing an interview with Mean Gene Okerlund. I didn't know he was still alive, but Mean Gene's still mm-hmm. kicking. And then in comes Rowdy Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Hulk Hogan's original opponents in WrestleMania one. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a Peter the Fool, Mr. T, showed up. I'm like, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they were like, you know, going back and forth, and it was very nostalgic. You know, it was because that was the main event 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I liked the conclusion. It's like, let's bury the hatchet. And they all just shaked hands and walked away. And I, I thought that was a fitting conclusion to the rivalry. Yeah. Mutual respect. So. I, I think it's funny because you don't see anything like that in the real world. No. <laughs> if anything, you know, people, if, if if these kinds of events were actually on cable. Right. Without having a purchase, which obviously that'll never happen. No. Unless you pirate it. Somehow. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think more people would understand and be better people all around if uh, we all took in lessons like that. But people are so closed-minded that they... I'm, I'm getting all philosophical right here. People are so closed-minded that they just they see that and they're like... They, they're despicable towards it. Right. And I think that's... It's so stupid because, you know, if we just for, forgive and forget... I think that events like this, you know how they say, oh, yeah, it's violent. Kids shouldn't be watching. This isn't violent. No. No. <clears throat> I mean, it, lo- it looks violent. Right. But if you know of it, yeah. it's not violent at all. Look, because whatever they do is fake. Well, let me just lay it out here, okay? I know how to wrestle. I mean, yeah. I know how to wrestle, wrestle. And my sister's alive. I wrestled her when she was a baby. She told, okay. <laughs> That's something she would, she's all, you know, you, you know, uh, Kevin and I used to fight all the time, play fight. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. She's like, I, sometimes I'd, I'd beat him up and then he'd beat me back up and then we'd go back and forth. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I, I can picture you doing that. You have a temper. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, I taught her how to wrestle. I taught, uh, Justin. I used to wrestle with Justin all the time, which was, is our cousin. Um, I wrestled every Michael. I used to wrestle with Michael. Uh, I used to wrestle with Patrick and these are cousins that are my age, you know, and they're all still alive. Yeah. So, you know, if you know what you're doing, you don't hurt people. Exactly. And that's kind of the name of the game is you kind of need to learn what you're doing. Yeah. A lot of these people like, um, uh, events, such as the one for, you know, The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Those are two very, very strong opponents. Yes. And we're talking literally and physically. They're two very, very strong opponents. And you can tell the event, uh, it was, the majority of it was real because you can tell, uh, after they would punch each other, they would start to welt up. Yeah. 
and their bodies were turning red with the spots and stuff. And it, <clears throat> they were that, definitely taking the bumps. Yeah, for sure. Which I think that another reason that's why you know the, it was so short is because it was it was almost a hundred percent real. They were really going for it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's another thing I liked a lot is because they no holds barred. Yeah. All. If they would have made that a steel cage match, that oh. probably would have been so good. Yes, it would have been bloody. Yeah. You so, know it would have been bloody. Yeah, for sure. Breaking through that door, hitting the ground, boom. God, that would have been awesome, but yeah, I, I was very satisfied. So the moral of the story, kids, is is that we both got to have – we had an opportunity to go down memory lane, you know, even though it was two different decades, we exactly. both still enjoyed the what was presented to us. And it was fun and entertaining. And though I will probably never watch wrestling again after today. I don't know. I, I'm just, you know. I feel like I've fulfilled my, my wrestling. Yes, needs. it feels like I, I've come to the conclusion of wrestling. It's like closing the book. It's like, yes, done. Because, you know. My hero, Hulk Hogan, is retired, and he's not going to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just getting too old. Yeah. And it's just time for, you know, for a new generation to take over. Mm-hmm. So, I started with WrestleMania 1, I ended with WrestleMania 30, and, and I'm happy with that. I think, um, you know, a, a good comparison to that would be, uh, there was a commercial that showed that it kind of illustrated your life a little oh bit. Oh my god, it did. Yes. <laughs> you can you can kind of touch base with that because it it's more nostalgic to to you than it is me. To me it's just like I was like, "Huh?" Well, because it started with this little boy, he was 6 years old and 6 or 7 years old, he was watching the very first WrestleMania and then uh it was of course with Hulk Hogan and then jumps 10 years later where he's uh like in his teens and he's watching Brett Dittman Hart and, and Diesel and all them. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps to him 26 years old and he's watching, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock. And then it jumps to him being 30 or 37 years old. Yeah. And now he's, he's still watching wrestling, but now it's with his son. Um, I'm, I'm going to be 37 next year, next year, next month. And, uh, let's see where we at. April, May. Yeah. Next, next yeah. month. I'll Almost exactly a month, yeah. yeah. Um, so it fits. It fit my life so almost dead on. Yeah. You know, as time can, yeah. you know, because, I mean, other than the fact that I have, you know, an older, my my son is quite older than seven years old, mm-hmm. you know, because they said, like, Joey Jr. is seven years old or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jay's almost 13. But other than that, for the, the little boy that grew up to be a father... It was almost dead on. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. I thought it was cool, too, because um, it, it showed it a few times, and I, I didn't get it the first time. I was like, oh, I kind of wasn't like paying too much attention to it. And then I was actually reading the little... Um, little Captions. Th- yeah, I was like, oh. It was like, Hulkamaniacs! And then it was like, like you said, Bret Hart, and, and like Undertaker, and uh, Stone Cold, and Rock. and You know, I have to admit, though, I I've always enjoyed Hulk Hogan. He'll always be my hero. But Brett the Hitman Hart He's so old now. I know, but he was he was the greatest wrestler. Yeah. Real wrestler. He knew how to wrestle. Not no oh, he did a clothesline. No, he'd put you in 14 different holes before you hit the ground kind of wrestling. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Just Real fast. Yeah. I had to laugh because I seen um Ric Flair. Oh, did you? Yeah, I seen Ric Flair when they were doing the um the induction of the Hall of Fame. I was like, Oh my god, he hasn't aged a day. <laughs> he still looks the same. Yes, he does. <laughs> he looks a little bit saggier, but he, he really hasn't aged a day. Uh, I was like, Wow. Last time I seen him was in two thousand eight. Really? Yeah. Four horsemen. That's and we're not talking about the the different four horsemen. I'm talking about Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, yeah. Telly Blanchard, Barry Windham, four horsemen. Yeah. And when I seen him in 2008, he uh, 
He was still wearing the little, the little flamboyant jacket. <laughs> the fluffy jacket. Yeah, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> really? Right on. But yeah, I seen it all. I was like, wow. It's just, it, it was, it was really cool. I enjoyed it, like I said. Um, I, I didn't have, you got, you got a chance to see the, uh, the Hall of Fame induction. You told me a little bit about it. I seen yeah. stuff about it. I couldn't watch it, obviously. Uh, or else I, you know, I wouldn't be. Right. I mean, I looked for it for like 25 minutes and I, I just. Maybe it it'll be out, you know, somebody yeah. will YouTube it. I'm sure somebody will because after this, I'm sure this will be on YouTube. Yeah. So, I'm not too worried about it. <clears throat> Which, uh, I have to say we watched it in 1080p high definition. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was. That was another thing, is, you know, we, we got to watch it in HD. We get to see all the emotions thoroughly. But all the all the jaws dropping. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, I, I, I'm still not over that guy. I think I'm going to watch it one more time, and then after that, I'll, I'll call it quits. Yeah, I, I think so, too, because the, I, I got I to I'm gonna break out my phone, and I'm going to just wait until that, <laughs> that part hits, and then just... Take a picture of that. Yeah, screenshot it. <laughs> Uh, I'm laughing. It's it's not funny, but it was funny because it was just like this guy's hope, dreams, destiny, future, love, and everything that he ever breathed for just came to a screechy halt. Yeah, it, and, and you could read it in his face. It said all that. I, he was um, he was kind of like a light a light skin uh black guy, and uh, he he was just. All of his color just faded away. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've, I've never seen somebody turn into a ghost so fast. I thought he, he was going to pass out or he was going to get sick or something. His eye, He was wearing glasses. His eyes were like almost all the way up to the lenses of his, of his glasses. He was like, <gasps> I was like, oh, my goodness. But so come back next week, kids. We'll have Rebecca back and we'll get into the regular thing. But like I said, it was just uh, a guy. It was a guy's day. Yeah. For sure. And right. uh, we, we had an opportunity to, to sit and enjoy WrestleMania, possibly my last WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, come back next week and we'll get back into it. And, uh, you know, I actually have some weird weird news that I didn't tap into. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to mention it either because it – it right now it's just it doesn't wouldn't fit no it's too odd it would be way too odd <laughs> talk about jumping from topic to topic yeah no, that would be like going from the ground up yeah really all right kids well for this week i am david k montoya and i'm aaron Illich. and if you're not a wrestling fan then you've already turned us off or you're seeing red good night welcome to seeing red